Series. I'm your host, Matt Higgs, the FF Educator, back with John Lobb, the Gridiron Scholar. As always, on this profile, we are breaking down LSU wide receiver Malik Neighbors. This guy, John, <laughs> there's a lot of hype, my man, and for good reason. You know, he's wide receiver two for some folks. He's wide receiver one for some other, you know, co-hosts here on the Rookie Big Board. So he's definitely somebody who uh, we've been itching to get into. We're not going to waste any time. We're dropping him on week two of the Profile Series. And before we get into the episode, if you're watching on YouTube, we're going to put out that request. If this video helps you prepare for your rookie drafts even a little bit, take a moment, give it a like, drop a comment. That, that helps us uh, tremendously. And if you're listening, make sure you're subscribed. We appreciate you as well. Those listener numbers are sky high through the first week of the Rookie Profiles. Every year we get bigger and bigger, more popular, more listens, more downloads. And we really appreciate that. Tell a friend. Help spread the word. You don't have to tell your league mate, you know, but tell your friend who's in a different league. All right, let's, let's spread the love here. Uh, John, let's spread the love with Malik Neighbors because there's going to be a lot of it here as we get into his background. Well, Matt, I have a lot of love for Malik Neighbors, and he is at the top of my wide receivers, and this is not a hot take. It's not hyperbole. I have thought about this for a long time. It started about mid-October. As I was watching a lot of LSU, Jalen Daniels, I kept studying Malik Neighbors, and I said, are my eyeballs deceiving me is he as good? The first question I asked myself, Matt, is he as good as Marvin Harrison? And I said, you know, I think he is. And I'm like, am I crazy? Like, I really did. Like, am I just, so I said, I need more time. By about mid-November, I was like, he's as good. There's no question. When the season ended and I popped the numbers into my model, and then I broke down the tape over winter vacation. I ascended neighbors ahead of Marvin Harrison. Absolutely love him. He was a four-star recruit. And why I think he went under the radar in high school. Between his senior and junior years, Matt, he transferred high schools. And he was denied a waiver. So he never actually played as a senior. And I wonder how much that impacted his four-star rating. Because I'm like, if you watch him, I'm like, how did he get four stars? <laughs> but that seems to be the explanation. He was a number six prospect in Louisiana and the number 18 receiver in the nation. So three years ago, he wasn't being spoken a lot about in the Debbie community. I also looked, he played basketball. And Matt, how much do we love this? He ran track and field in high school, oh, yeah. and you can see that on the tape. As a true freshman in 2021, he suited up in 11 games, and he started six. Remember, everyone, this is the SEC. He earned freshman All-SEC honors after catching 28 passes for 417 yards and four touchdowns. 
nothing to like no one was like oh my god he's amazing but that is a really nice early breakout age in the sec in 2022 is when he kind of caught my eye 72 receptions for 1017 yards and three touchdowns he concluded his sophomore crusade surpassing the 100 yard barrier in three of his final four games now remember LSU, we like Kayshawn Booty, but he had basically, I think he quit right after eight weeks, and then neighbors kind of ascended into that role. And when he really caught my eye was in the Citrus Bowl. He had nine passes for 163 yards and a touchdown, and he earned the game's MVP. That's when I moved him up in my Debbie rankings, after that Citrus Bowl and looking back on more tape. And in 2023, Matt, he even surpassed my high expectations. I loved him, and he was better than I thought he was. He was the nation's top receiver and earned consensus All-American. He corralled 89 passes for 1,569 yards and 14 touchdowns. He averaged 17.6 yards per catch. He was named first-team All-SCC and a finalist for the Bolitnikoff Award. <clears throat> He led the SEC in receptions each of the past two campaigns, and he has posted back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. The junior finished his campus career as the Tigers' all-time leader in receptions and yards in three seasons. He's only the second player to surpass the 3,000-yard mark. Josh Reed was, is the only other one with 3,001. Matt, I have him at the top of my rankings. What's your film study say? You can't teach speed. You can't teach athleticism. And that is the foundation of Malik Neighbors' game. So you're talking about, you know, watching him over the first six weeks of the college football season, you know, questioning, is he at that same level as Marvin Harrison Jr.? I think the speed and the athleticism really serve as the foundation of that question, right? So then you dig into the tape. And once you dig into the tape, you're, you're going to like what you see. You're going to see a player that, he gets to top speed quickly. It's one thing to be fast, but when you can get to that top speed quickly off the line of scrimmage, that's a special level of speed. And it gives you more variety to the types of routes that you can be effective running in the NFL. He closes space quickly before and after the catch. So he gets where he needs to. You know, when we get into Jaden Daniels, we're going to talk about anticipation. A guy like Malik Neighbors makes it really easy for the quarterback to anticipate, to lead them downfield, to throw the ball where, where the wide receiver is going to be. And Malik Neighbors is going to make the life of an NFL quarterback easier. And what does that mean? That means he's going to get targets, right? And that's important. Volume is king for fantasy football. The speed's going to help. The athleticism's going to help. You'll see Malik Neighbors consistently separate throughout his tape and I think his sharp footwork is a big reason for that because we'll get into his route running. He's not the most technically defined route runner. It's really he's using that fluidity, breaking through his routes, like getting down into in through his routes on top of his sharp footwork to create a lot of that separation. And then he's pairing that with good pass catching ability. He's got reliable hands. He tracks the ball well. He's just six foot, but with his vertical ability, I had to double check. I thought he was 6'2". I thought he was 6'2 and a half. You know, I'm excited to see that that measuring uh, in Indianapolis because he really does play two to three inches taller than he is. 
And what helps in those contested catch situations is Malik Neighbors knows how to use his body. He puts himself in a position to win, and he will fight through contact. He'll fight through traffic. He's not phased in that sense. Now, I mentioned he's not the most technically defined route runner, but one thing that I do love about his route running ability is that release. And if you've been listening to my wide receiver breakdowns over the last couple of years, we've gotten some really great hits at the wide receiver position. We've been able to avoid some clear misses that other people were very high on. You know, looking at you, Jalen Rager, looking at you, Quentin Johnston, right? But, you know, I mentioned that to say one of those things that I always value. Think about Chris Olave. It's the release. The release is a transferable skill that I look at each and every year. And Malik Neighbors has it. He has that great release off press coverage, and he will get press coverage playing in the SEC. Uh, you're going to see a lot of post routes. You're going to see a lot of comebacks. I think his comeback route is my favorite route that he runs. You've got it's to respect so good. that speed. Yeah, it's so good. So because you've got to respect that speed, right, he understands yeah. that. That sharp footwork to get back, create that space. I mean, he just eats underneath. But, John, you know, you know I love when my wide receivers can cut a slant and Malik neighbors can cut a slant. So some folks do. They get, they get really locked into the technical refinement of route running. I'm not worried about it. He can run the comeback. He can run the, the post. He can run the slant. And that's going to get him started in the NFL. And then his NFL team can dictate what routes they need him to lock in on, right? So I'm good with the route running. He checks the box. He's not the best route runner in the class, but he's good enough. And then after the catch, he's twitchy. He consistently breaks defenders. He's well-rounded. There's really not any major gap to put. So right now, yeah, Malik Neighbors is my wide receiver too. If he's your wide receiver one, I'm not arguing with it. Malik Neighbors, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, whose video profile we just did, it's a win-win, folks. Two very good wide receivers. Don't get caught up in this narrative that you have to love one or hate the other. They're two great players for different reasons. They're going to plug into two different schemes, and they're both going to be very successful fantasy football wide receivers. That's the tape breakdown, John. Uh, before we get into the stat breakdown, I want to make sure folks know about the great resources we have available over at patreon.com slash rookie big board. We have the most in-depth rookie rankings out there. Every player declared for the NFL draft is in our rookie rankings. Over 65 player profiles already finished in terms of full scouting reports. We have personalized advice in the rookie big board discord, which is honestly the best resource out there. We're helping you figure out what the right price is to sell uh, your rookie picks for, buy your rookie picks for, uh, to rebuild those rosters. You know, we are in there 24-7. It's a great community to be a part of. You can head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board. And if you sign up for the annual membership now, 15% off. There's no better time to get ahead of your league mates. John, Malik Neighbors, consistently ahead of his SEC league mates in terms of statistics. So let's go ahead and get into that. Man, his numbers are spectacular. And what I loved when I watched the film and why I just have put him ahead, and it's razor-thin margins when we're talking about two incredible NFL talents, his versatility. You can play him in the slot, inside, put him in motion. He can play the X. He can play the Y. He's just – you can put him anywhere on the field. I love that about him. And, Matt, it's his yak. When he gets the ball in space on those slants that you just mentioned, and if that's against zone coverage, 
Oh my God, he's so hard to bring down. I rarely see on film one defensive back bringing him down. Like you almost have to corral him with three defenders, like with the safety in a corner and have a linebacker. Like it is very hard one-on-one. 189 career receptions. That's really impressive. 15.9 yards per catch. I absolutely love that. Team dominator, 38%. What did it for me, Matt, at the end of the day? Receiving yards per team pass attempt, 4.20 is literally off the charts. That number is so ridiculously high. Three is great. 2.8 is really, really good. Four is like, where did that come from, right? And then his A dot is 12.5. Absolutely love the numbers. My model loves them. Matt, most importantly, What's your fantasy footballers know? Let's plug all the pieces together and get into the Malik Neighbors fantasy projection, starting with his NFL draft capital, which we know is important when plugging it into the rookie big board formula here. I think he's going to be a top 10 NFL draft pick, John. I just can't see us getting past pick 10 with Malik Neighbors on the board. You know, I think he could easily come off the board eight, you know, six even. I mean, there's a lot of options there, especially as teams start to move around. We talked about it in the Marvin Harrison Jr. profile video. He's probably going to be a top three or four selection, and the Malik neighbor should be off the board quickly after him. And I think he's going to come off the board in Superflex rookie drafts quickly after him as well. You know, my ADP projection range is 105 to 108. I go four picks at a time. I think it's going to be 105. In most leagues, we're going to be looking at you know, the top three quarterbacks and then Marvin Harrison Jr. in your top four picks. But don't be surprised if in your league, you know, Malik Neighbors goes ahead of Marvin Harrison Jr. in some leagues. He could go ahead of Jaden Daniels in some leagues or Drake May in some leagues. So he could be a top four Superflex rookie draft uh, pick as well. In a lot of years, John, you know, we have a stacked class, both in terms of high-end quarterback prospects and multiple high-end wide receiver prospects. And so I feel like that's Malik Neighbors is getting lost in that sauce a little bit. In, in a lot of years, we'd be asking, you know, should we be taking Malik Neighbors ahead of all the quarterbacks? I mean, think about like the Kenny Pickett year. What was that, 2021? I mean, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, 2021. I mean, we would be like Malik Neighbors over Kenny Pickett like easily, right? He would be the, the 101 <laughs> lock it in, right? So, you know, it, it, it's always interesting how the narrative changes based on class, but this is a very valuable pick. If you're sitting there at the 105 this year, like it's a good spot to be in, quite frankly, the 106 too, because you add in Brock Bowers. Like it is a good year to have a top first half uh, pick. And if you don't have one, go out and get it now. I, th- I think Malik <laughs> Neighbors, he's going to fall into my, my league winner uh, rookie big board tier, which means he's going to be a borderline wide receiver one. He's going to have some seasons where I think he finishes as a, as a wide receiver one, so a top 12 wide receiver. There's going to be some seasons he finishes, you know, as a wide receiver 15, 16, something along those that range. But he's going to be very valuable no matter what. And so I'm definitely going to ha- get a healthy exposure to him. I would love to get him on between 25 and 50% of my rosters. And in terms of the fantasy football value comparison, I think he's going to enter the league with a very similar dynasty fantasy football value as Amon Ross St. Brown. And I think he could easily win in a similar way. High volume. I think Malik Neighbors, you can easily put a high volume projection, 80 to 100 targets as a rookie. Of course, we're going to have to look at what the offense is, but I think he's going to have a high catch rate as well. And if we can just pair in even six touchdowns on that fantasy projection, 
I think we're going to be looking at a guy, you know, with a very similar outcome as Amon Ross St. Brown. And as we know, John, that is a very valuable player to have on your roster, just like I expect Malik Neighbors to be. The other thing, John, that is highly valuable is being a part of the rookie big board community to get in on those rankings we talked about, the Discord access we talked about, that personalized advice we talked about. Head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board and you can get 15% off that annual subscription. Now to get ahead of your league mates, we appreciate you checking out this rookie profile. 